I just want to start from the outset to say that any decision we make today may change tomorrow. In order to have the best expert advice, we have commissioned... Supercoach 360. <laughs> the time's going up. It's recording. And now, ladies and gentlemen, time for the show. Mate, 100%. We need to find out why they think it's okay to say anything. It's certainly one of the greatest challenges in the history of the game. That's what they want to try and do. Megastar to megastar! In this regard, we're leaving every option on the table. Excellent. Oh, what was that, something special! You know what? Uh, that's not talent. Oh. Supercoach 360! The best way to handle these things is to stay measured, stay calm, you know, live your life as normal. Unless we start finding it off the people... Who actually Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day, welcome to Supercoach 360. How you doing? It's Jazzy J. We are in the caravan of chaos, as it was coined to me earlier today, to talk all things NRL and Supercoach. It is preseason, episode three. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. Jump on board. Uh, enjoy yourself. There's plenty to do here in the caravan. We've got lots to talk about. We've got uh, Conan Bergsbergs, as usual, busy doing some sharing for a little bit. So, Conan, buddy, how you doing? Welcome to the week. I'm good, buddy. How are you? Good, brother. Good. Oh, that <clears> works. <throat> Hold on. Hello. You keep talking. How's your week? <laughs> Um, Super coach wise, buddy, you've been ch- tinkering with your team. I've yeah. absolutely looked at nothing. You've looked at nothing. I haven't tinkered, absolute... tinkered with my team one bit. Okay, I was about to say, I call absolute crap to that because I know full well you were watching something breaking news that was happening before the podcast that I know we're all eager to talk about, you two especially. And this is a supposed uh, stop to trials or, you know, a, a strike to trials. A, a strike, some may call it. I think that's what they're calling it, isn't it? I don't know. I haven't looked into anything on it, but what's I'm pretty going sure on? they've been saying strike. We will strike, but that's our last option. We don't really want to, but but it's Thursday trials. We got anyone in, you know, playing that? We're talking all the juniors, you know, all, all the rookies and people playing trials and stuff, not no. playing as well. Are we talking an actual postponement to matches? What are we talking about? Because I, I honestly got no idea what's going to happen. Jump in the comments. Hope, let us know. Hopefully, the players just go, "Hey, let's." play football like we're paid to do and go out there and play football. Yeah, that's what you Instead hope. of trying to run the game, which the administration is meant to do, let's let them do their job. You just go out and do your job and play football and everyone's happy. Well, look, that's what I'm hoping for. Let's see what happens. Berks, I can see you've got a thought or two on this. What are you thinking, oh, my friend? They're going about the wrong way, but we're really looking at uh, strike action. Like They're fully talking about having a strike. Um Tomorrow there is meant to be a trial match. As far as I know, if if it doesn't get dealt with, it's not going to happen. So you'd have to assume if it doesn't get dealt with today, that trial match will definitely be postponed from tomorrow, and that might just set the precedent for the year. Um, I don't know. What if they don't play tomorrow, when are they going to play it? I don't know. Probably are they going to postpone it until State of Origin weekend or something when everyone's on the bye? 
I'm not sure. Fix it up then. But look, what are, what are they what are they really asking for? The men are happy with their money and stuff, aren't they? It's Apparently, the it's the women's money and this other thing that's a fiasco. Well, I think it's women's money, the length and the start time of the women's season. Yeah, they want that set in stone. They'd like an increase in the money. As long as the revenue backs it up, all good. Um, and as far as the external, from what I gather, their main stickler is post-retirement superannuation or look-after fund kind of thing, which I think they're getting a bit greedy about it. Yes, they're not salary cap greedy that-wise, but how long after you retired does the game really have to look after you? Oh, it shouldn't like, at you, all. You're getting looked after pretty well playing the game. I get your body goes through a lot more than some other industries of work, but I know construction workers that put their body through hell every single day, sometimes six days a week, to earn not even half the quid that these guys are earning. So to say... We should be looked after 20, 30 years after we've retired from the game because we gave five, six, ten years of service. It doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. My body's raped from the construction industry, and if I retire, nobody's going to come pay my surgeries. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move along from that. Are we? Yes. Um, all right, so talking super coach. We're going to go straight into Supercoach. This week, uh, a mega guide came out from the blokes at NRL Supercoach Talk. It's a 190-page mega guide. All 17 teams are covered in this. Um, they have an anal- uh, analytic side to things where they go over every player in the game, all 150, uh, 544 of them, with stats and ratings. So it's something that they've compiled as a team. I think the team consists of uh, JT, Catfish, Stasi, Alex Lakey and Anton. Um, they all do podcasts across the board and mad write-ups everywhere. You can find them on um, supercoachtalk.com where they do pods, all their pods and articles they do throughout the year. So it's a pretty pretty handy tool to have. Um, there is links on our page and pretty much every other podcast page on Facebook. I'm not sure about Instagram, but Twitter definitely has them too. So you can definitely click links to find the guide. I think it's only 15, maybe 20 bucks. I'm not sure. I didn't look that far into it, but I have looked at the guide. I have the guide and the guide's good. Um, Eve reviews, have a look at the guide. Yeah, man, I did. I started having a look through the other day. I love it, man. Uh, I haven't actually had a chance to sit down and go through all the teams just yet. But I've made it a couple of teams in, and yeah, look, I'm liking what I've seen. They go through, they rate every single player in the game, all 544 of them, as to whether they've got a chance of playing and then how much competition they might have, you know, chance they're going to be in all sorts of teams, must-haves, etc., like that. Um, and then they've sort of got a few little, like, cute little pictures to look out for, which is great for a person like me who's a fucking idiot because I can just scroll through and just say, ooh, gun, who's, who's this that we're talking about? Ooh, pillow, that's a sleeper. Who's this that we're talking about? Uh, and, yeah, so far, like I said, two, three teams deep, pretty on point. So I'm liking what I'm saying. Very much so. Shout out to the boys at uh, NRL Supercoach Talk.com. Those guys do, yeah, 
a mad, mad job. Apparently, they've been doing it for years. As you guys know, I'm only fairly new to the game. So, uh, but it's just awesome, man. It's the first year I've actually like laid eyes on it, and it's just, yeah, epic. So, go over there, check it out, download it. Uh, I think it's like 15 bucks or something like that. Worth it, man. Worth it. Every cent. It is yeah, well, just... there's like 190 pages, 170 pages of actual just super coach content. Right. So, it's one of the things, if you... If that's the way you like to like go through things, I think it's a good investment. Um, would you spend your money on it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I've only read the introduction. I don't know how to look through to, to have a honest opinion on it. Well, that's your job for the week. Have a look over that when you get a chance, and then we'll give it another spruik next week. You can have a go at it and tell us what you thought of it. Um, Sam, uh, Supercoach Champion Rings are back this year. Uh, supercoachchampion.com I think is where you find the ring um, they do all all sorts of rings too so if you're in other things like NFL and um, AFL and yeah they do they do I had a look on the website it's pretty cool but um, yeah have a look at that we're getting a ring we're going to do a comp we're just going to work out the final points of it so that'll be coming in the next couple of weeks I'll just throw it in with the overall group bro and the $100 gift card should we? Yeah, why not? Nah, yeah. Best streaker of the year gets it. You're in the running then? Nah, mine's past. I'd have to do a new one. Oh, it's best streaker of the year gets it. Challenge accepted. Doesn't have to be a first grade game. It can be an A grade football game, netball game, basketball game. Wherever you choose to do it. Doesn't even have to be professional. Can it Just be Dan? Can it be get Dan a good streak street? on it and you're in. You're, could be down your own street. Yeah, so now you're just pretty much using this podcast to ask random men to send you pictures of them running naked. They don't have to be men. I didn't say that. Again. Yeah, I mean, like, you've got to know what our audience is, bro, and it's got to be at least 90% blokes. I mean, shout out to the 10% they, women. I, I, Thanks for listening. They don't, sorry, a pitch invader. Yeah, sorry. You don't have to be naked. A pitch invader. Preferably with Supercoach 360 written across your chest or something. That'd be great. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Bergs wants to climb the just opera get, house with it, so... Just get the tits out, you know, look, look, look. No, not your tits I mean, out. I'm talking look, to the blokes. Like you yeah. said. I mean, I you suppose. can say the same thing to a bloke. It's the chest. I love how you just pointed to my fat tits and just went, well, well... Point proven. You, you yeah. can easily, you know. Um, all right, and then, um, yeah, so if you're looking for a ring for your own comps, I think, what did it work out to be? Five bucks each last year or Dirt something? Cheap, bro. For a 20-man comp. Yeah, so if, you, if you're looking for something just to hang over the boys at the end, I'd look into getting one of them, take it out of your overall prize money or start a little thing to get one. Do what you got to do. Take the ring out, put it on your finger, put your balls in the box, still hang it over everybody. Why not? Fuck them. Are we still super coaching here or, yeah, or is yeah, this? Yeah. Well, I'm just about to take... I don't know where we're going tonight. I'm taking this back. Uh... New podcast dropped today, in fact. Uh, two blokes, one draft. Uh, it's a pod with Watto and the Supercoach Stats Man from the Discord. <clears throat> Haven't had a listen yet as it's only dropped since we've caught up, so we didn't really get a chance. But I will have a listen on the way home. I'm fully confident as I talk to Watto and you talk I'll to back Watto. Watto in. Um, his knowledge is very, very good when it comes to draft. He loves draft. Um, and I know the Stats Man. Not has, a Carlton one. As as his name says, he's a super coach stats man, so you can obviously tell what he enjoys thoroughly. Um, but yeah, I'd be looking into that Monopoly? if you do. Probably. And then uh, I'd be looking into do, doing that podcast if you draft, um, and there'll be more and more coming up over the coming weeks. And find them in the Discord and on Facebook. 
I think, I think you it's will. through the Supercoach Hub. It is through the Supercoach Hub. You'll find it through the, the Supercoach Hub on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yep, that is true. Well done. Well done, Con. Get that down. You got anything ready over there, or what are you doing? No, not really, boys. Uh, oh, look. Hold on. I lie. Look at this. I've got a mad little list of things which I might have wanted to talk about. Let's see what's on this list. We'll show it to the viewers, but Bergs and Con can't see it yet. Bergs and Sadie can't read, apparently. Yeah, well, that's it. We all know Bergs can't read. Um, so, boys, quickly. I know we talked about it a little bit last week, right? But I want to know if after a week's reflection... <laughs> Right, you're for, yeah, I know you haven't thought about it at all. It's brilliant, right? But the listener doesn't know that. We think about this a lot, all right? Yeah. We think about. This I've been this deep in thought. Do. This is what we do, Con. Uh, so, Burks, 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 Burks. Yeah. Your strategy. What's your strategy for the draw? Um, oh, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I am thinking about taking in one dragon, um, but I'm not overly focused on. A loop option. As a loop option, I think it'd be good to look look to have a loop option every week now that we've. See, got... that was sarcasm. I was expecting that. Well, it is for the loop option. Like what I learnt with BBO, I know, I know your floor's a lot lower, but and you don't have an AE in every position. Yeah, you don't. But this is this is the drama with this. Like, if you're putting it on that very high ceiling player, like a turbo or someone like that, and and playing it safe with Nafe or something. You, you could easily leave if Turbo goes 200. You don't care about old mate's 20 or whatever he's getting. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't matter what he gets. So you just you pull your loop, and if someone's there, definitely not playing because they've got the buy. Because this year, you're not really going to carry enough this year. It's going to be one of them. Oh, so you're carrying a dragon player that's going to play round two. Yeah, I'm oh. thinking about it. Um, Who? Oh, don't don't say slime. <laughs> don't tell me. <laughs> No, 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 oh my god! Yeah, you have to talk about it. No. I don't want to talk about no, it. No, you have to talk about it. Who's um, the team? No, seriously, get like get it out. Let's. Uh, no, we don't talk about obviously, it. Obviously, Tyrone, Sloan's involved in it. So it why Sloan. why Sloan? Just because he's three hundred grand. And why Con? Why not? Because he's Jordan Carhu. Jordan Carhu without yeah. kicking goals. All right, sweet. That's all you need to say to me for the for the listener that doesn't right. know what we're talking he about. He played, I think it was, what what did I work out? Six games last year at 80 minutes. Yeah. His average was 34 and a bit or something. Yeah. And his base was like 23 and a half. Yeah. Base uh, and power, sorry. So not just base, base and power, 23 and a half. So if that's the pullback you want in a team who I don't think is going to score very many points and doesn't kick goals, I know you can get him at centre. Still... Not appealing. Jordan Carr, who you could get a centre, and he burnt a lot of us. Now, now, this is my whole thing this year, is I'm going for straight-up value, right? So my my fear is having someone that's 300K that I've put in there, right, and that isn't going up or down. So I need to stay away from these players. And I was going through, yesterday I was sitting around with Bergs, and I was going through half-back and five-eighth options, wasn't I, Bergs? Yeah. And I was scraping. There's nothing, bro. You either go. You got your guns. You either go for and your that's guns. Pretty much it. Otherwise, you're taking gamble on young, inexperienced halves. Like you could go Flano from the Bulldogs, I suppose. You know, like, Tanner Boyd. Yeah, well, Tanner Boyd seems to be the hot price, and he's the dual position. If he gets to start, even that's it. Provided he's getting that five eight spot, right? Otherwise, no, he'd be playing halfback. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm assuming he's playing seven and four and playing six. Yeah. If Brimson's playing fullback. 
Sexton's not getting another go, surely. I mean, you would hope not. He played like garbage last year. And Tanner Boyd was good at the back end of last year. So it only makes sense that spine-wise, who did they sign? Beryl. And they signed old mate from your club, Randall, was it? Yeah, so Beryl's nine. Boyd, seven. Four and six. six. Brimson, one. Yeah. Aaron Clark, 13. Hopefully. If he plays 13... Yeah, that's a juicy, that's a juicy. But wouldn't Tino be playing thirteen? Is he playing? No, Tino played ten. He's for, like, yeah. Aaron Clark played thirteen at the back end of last year and did a really good job. He plays like the modern day lock plays. He's yeah. got that ball service, being a hooker naturally, but he's also got that bulk to handle himself if he runs the ball as well. So, so he's a little if smoking. he gets the thirteen jersey and plays fifty plus minutes. Get on board. Oh, all right. Sweet as. All right, back to the question. So, what's your strategy to deal with the draw? Um, preferably not load up too heavily on teams that are coming up to a buy, especially early on. I mean, you've got a lot of if, buts, and maybes in your team, like cheapies and stuff who aren't going to step in and do a good job when you're starting 17. Um, but then... I think a few good teams finish their buys early, and that's probably when I'll start loading up on them. Well, the thing is, not, there's no massive buys until round 13, so you've got... And they're, single... even they're reduced this year, aren't they? What? Especially with, well, in numbers. I don't think there's as many teams on the buy. I don't think half the comp's on the buy. It's only five or six, isn't it? I'm not sure. I can't remember. But, but um, and you've also only got thirteen players that you have to score that week. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just saying it's still it's not too bad to start the season where you've only got the one buy up until round twelve. You can sort of factor in having But if you got you five push having three. That's what I mean. Side, if you got five or six You couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't. That's what I mean. I mean, if they're all legitimate impossible. guns and you're spending almost half your salary cap on them. I oh, yeah. Few Storm players, few Panthers players. That's well, it. You can't buy the Storm spine. Have you? Well, yeah. Hold on, Burke. So I've I was got a list of pods there. What? Well, wait. Do you have the list from last week? Of what? Where you had all the buys for the first sort of seven, ten rounds? Where? Did I write it down? Or yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. Be in that other book behind Con. Um. Yeah, I might have. Well, because that's it. I'm thinking throughout that cash generation phase of the game, right, that very early phase of the game, that's going to be the point where I probably want to go against loading up, especially with with buy players. I mean, I might give Cleary a pass if I start with Cleary, you know, through that early buy. Good luck. It's almost need to cipher code. Well, a lot of people are going the Cleary-Hines combination, so... If you're doing that, you can afford to not worry about Panthers buy. Yeah, well, you've got clear, you've got oh, Hines there, there. cover. That's it. But yeah, but if you don't go that way, and like same Sharks have around six buy, and obviously you've got Cleary for the cover there. But yeah, Dragons, Manly, Panthers, Chooks, Titans, Sharks, Tigers, Raiders, Storm, Knights, Dolphins, and then. Oh, I've got no idea. Well, apart, apart from Cleary <laughs> and Hines, you've got Jerome Hughes, the, who's I'm, on the I'm lower the, echelon. Uh, and apart from that, you're running the gauntlet. Dude, for seriously, like for writing, right? Yeah, let me show you. Look yeah. at number 12. 
He spelt New Zealand U N Z U D. How do you say that, Bergs? Unzed. Unzed. You're right. Oh, Bergs. Oh, it's shorthand. You're special. Unzed. Yeah, in the sea. Oh, I love it. You are mental. So the point being, do I load up or do I avoid or do I just absorb? Like Panthers, you're right. Like if I've got three Panthers players, if I've got three Chooks players. Um, any team in the... I might probably have three Knights players at this stage. Any team having to buy in the first five or six rounds, I don't think you want to go any more than two, maybe. Like two absolute guns. That you're not getting rid of And anyway. may, maybe a third... A like a Luke Garner or something from the Panthers, who's a midi. But I wouldn't load up on three guns who were going to have a buy within the first month. Yeah, it was well, even month and a half. That's what that's what, that's what I said. Six weeks. Generation, yeah, that's what I mean. Like you're killing yourself. Weeks, yeah. yeah, cash generations like a big game, your game, and that buy instantly stalls your cash. And if you know how it is, sometimes. But not just that. If, if you people. if you've spent. Two and a half million dollars on three guns from one team, and they're having a buy in week three. Your team's going to be severely short that week. Well, do you do you then trade? Do you then like we seem to have enough trades this year to sort of get away with pulling off a few of these? Um, if you've managed to pull off the the near perfect teams round one and two, and you don't really need to do the trades, then you can rotate guns. You reckon you could easily do that? You got one point something eight trades, don't you? One point six seven, I think it was. Something it? outrageous, like you only need a couple of good weeks where you don't need a trade, and then you can just swap them in and out as you, as you please. Like, really? Well, I mean, sort of, because if you want a max trade, like that gives you gets you up to your two trades per round, right? It doesn't give you max trades through the buy rounds where you get an extra three trades, um, and it doesn't give you. Well, it does give you five boosts. Well, I'm so, looking at knife theory. But it doesn't like include this. using those boosts in that average. So, in theory, for that to work, and you would actually have two trades for the, a week for the rest of the season. If you boost for every boost you use, you'll be short one trade. I'll be looking at knife theory like this year, like at the start of the year. I might own him to start, and then we'll know by the time his money money's ready to change. Yeah, and he'll be on the buy that week. I think it falls. And if he's not doing me any good, I'm moving him. Wait for him to go down a bit, and I'll get him back in later. Well, but, I mean, the thing is, you can even wait that week to move him because he's on that buy. In the well, no, I'd week. want I'd want his money. That week. Well, yeah. Whereas if he's on, if he goes on, if he goes back to back, say eighties, I'm not moving him on. He's just going to sit there. You know so, what I mean? Well, if you're only going one legitimate gun, I think you go Nico. All right, now, th- well. Good, let's talk about this, because well, a lot of people are worried about Nico. I don't understand why we're worried about Nico. Because what's, what's changed at the Sharks? The roster is pretty but... much exactly the same. He's still kicking goals. He's still going to do the exact same thing behind the exact same team. I think clubs at the Panthers... Him. I think clubs around him are going At better. the Panthers, they've lost their best service dummy half. He... Brings in the markers and creates space for Nathan Cleary just by taking one step out of dummy half. And he's Mitch, Mitch Kenny and Sony Luke do not bring that to the Panthers' attack. So automatically, the markers know we can go. So we can hunt down Cleary or hunt down Yo or hunt down Luai. We can get off there because Appy's not there to 
do his little magic. And you don't have kick out coming through like a wrecking ball. That's another thing. Him. So they're down two major pieces of their puzzle. And we're all worried about Nico Hines behind the exact same team that he played with last year. I, I don't understand where this is coming from. The systems, I think the people are trusting the system at Penrith. I get, I get, yeah, I get you can trust the system. But you can only trust the system so far. If the players aren't there to fulfill what the system is meant to do, the system breaks down, doesn't it? Or oh, much to your surprise, were the Sharks where you... Were, 100% not, and I'm not backing them to be where they were last year, this year. Like, I'm not saying... They won't make the top four this year if clubs like Storm and the Roosters can stay fit. But I still don't see that hurting their attack or Nico's supercoach scoring ability. I just just because they don't make the top four. If you remember back to last year, they finished on a five-game walk in the park. The teams that they played had given up. Um, well, and so Nico had done shit before then, and that just carried no, his no, average no. over. Nico, Nico, Nico I mean. done well, but like, if you he remember, up was, he really, was he really that far in front of Nafe Cleary? But like, they were about the same, same. 700000 about... oh, $70,000. Dollars dear or something? No, that's not what I mean. I mean, by the end of the year last year, they were the same. They it it was only because they had that five game tear. I but think that's, but that's what I mean. They were almost the, the same. Nico averaged a little bit higher. So why is everyone worried about Nico backing it up in the exact same team? But clear he's lost his hooker and he's gun second row. I get granted on the other side, but. So well, it's I the same argument. Same argument. People are saying for paying us. Lots going on off the field for them. Um, I, I think that's a totally different ball game. Still, like that's that's mental on. headspace, man. Like that's how you can deal with that in your head, and nobody can judge anyone on how they're going to deal with that. And that's a shit situation to deal with. Hold that's on. A lot. <clears throat> Breaking as well, just as we're going to air tonight. Apparently, we're hearing, uh, what? No, not who. Oh, really? Shut it down? Oh, beautiful. Funny, that. <laughs> no breaking, nothing. No All right, sweet. That, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded crazy. I was just cheering because I was like, oh, Nat Butcher. Cheering. Let's go. No, no. Apparently, Gussie's okay, everybody. That's the breaking news. Angus Crichton's fine. Don't believe what you see on social media. He'll be there round one. He's just not playing the trials. If you believe what you see on social media all the time... I mean, a lot of people do. We all did. You shouldn't. You guys should inform me that you were As soon as he showed me his Instagram, I said bullshit. All right. Well, I mean, a heads up would have been fucking nice. We'd scroll scrapped off the list. Of your... (laughs) Of your list. What's next on your list? No, Uh, wait. I'm still going. Okay. Speaking of... That's scrapped off too. <laughs> so we've looked at the draw, we've looked at buys. What's your strategy for boosts? Use them. I'm not bitching it this year. Um, You're teddying it. I'm not teddying it, but I will say this. If there are people around that are definitely excelling way more than the people that I own, I'm getting them. Um, I'm not going to hold out for next week. I'm just going to boost it, get it, deal with boost problem later of not having a boost, whereas... Not trying to chase someone that skyrockets in prices a lot harder than than finding like using a boost. You know what I mean? Like yeah. at some point, people become unreachable, and you had the opportunity there, and you didn't boost, then you wasted you wasted the the reason the boost was involved in the first place. So yeah, I'll be boosting, and um, 
depending on again, it depends on how your squad starts. Like if you start perfect, <laughs> which let's face it, it's yeah, not going to happen. I think a lot of people will be two boosting week one and two. Yeah, double booster. Because really? not not right. many not many people nail their perfect twenty five. It's hard. You oh. get all those cheapies that are playing all those it, minutes. Even to come within four of your perfect twenty-five over the first two weeks, you, you've done really, really well. You're in a high percentage of people who are right up top. Yeah. Don't fuck it up now. So I think majority, ninety-eight, ninety-seven percent of people will be looking to boost one and two to correct every little imperfection, and then hopefully. And then I'd just forget about them. And then if there comes those weeks where you know where you're at twelve hundred bucks short, you think, all right, let's. How can I use this boost to my advantage this week? Who else can I cash out? Who has a high break even for someone with a low break even, so I can generate enough cash to bring in this gun, but also generate cash on the side at the same time. Yeah, it's a big look in. You got to look into it, don't you? Like one of the things you can't just jag it um, every week. You really, got to do a bit of homework when it comes down to a day. Well, I mean, I was talking to someone earlier, and they made a good point about how holding them for through the origin period can actually put you in a really, really strong position. Save it. That I think that goes out the window this year, where it's only your top thirteen scoring and buys aren't as significant through those rounds as they have been. I remember, I still have, I still have checked that since the last time I brought it up. But... I raise you a counterpoint, <laughs> though. If you're using it to build your dream team and build your final team anyway, right, if you're just making your moves that you would across that buy period and you're bringing in guns that end up playing and doing really well... But that'd have to suit their break-evens at the time, too. There's well, no depending. point in bringing if you've in a gun who's got 170 break-even, whether you've got the cash hitting there or something, and trading out some dude who's got a... Minus 10 break even just because you can use a boost for origin. Well, it depends on the situation. Well, that's it, right? We're talking through rounds 13 through but, 19. And by that stage, look, 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 Con, this isn't my idea, right? No, I'll get that. This but is, two different people have suggested to me that that is, could be an effective way for them to use their boosts. Oh, listen, there's, I think there's two ways you can predict how to use your boost. You use them in the first two rounds, and then you use them accordingly from there on out, or you just use them accordingly. Because you can't predict anything in Supercoach, man. Injuries or anything can happen at any time, and you could use need all five of those boosts in the first seven rounds. Or you couldn't need a boost till round 20. Uh, like, nobody knows. Like look, There's no point that. in going in with a pre-seed play. It's like a coach going in with set interchanges. Yep, we're changing this forward after 22 minutes, no matter what. We're changing this forward after 24 minutes. No game awareness or anything involved in the situation. We're just, this is how it is. We've gone in with a preconceived plan. We're stuck to it. Like, you've got to have some rigidity. Yeah, that's, well... I don't think that's a word, but... No, rigidity is. That's all right. Yes, um, Look, I'm not doubting any of that, and I'm not saying no to you about that. What I'm saying is... You know what all of those people have? A fucking plan. And, written down. Yep. At least an idea of what they want and to achieve. Do you know what majority of the downfall of those coaches that go in with those preconceived interchange fucking minutes? 
They lose. You can't go in, bro. You have to go in, and you have to be adaptable to the situation that is presented in front of you. If you can't be, if you go in saying, yep, I'm using my boost in 2, 7, 8, 9, 14, you, you're going to shit yourself up the creek, man. So you got to be adaptable to the situation. Use your boost accordingly to when your team needs it. And don't be a teddy. <laughs> you know what I love, Con? What's that, buddy? The fact that you're the one that wanted to do a podcast. You're just like, hey, let's talk about the different points of view. And you're just like, eh, go with your gut. I, I try explaining that to people. They still ask the question. They just want to hear something. It puts them at ease. It might help you think about it too. Who knows? I mean, look, for I me, gave you an opinion. For me I, would, I would be happy to use all five of my boosts by round 19. I would go round one, round two, and possibly round three if I didn't, have, didn't feel the need to use one round one. Um, and then maybe save the other three for over the origin period. So I can either do four trades. So you've gone one, one two, and weeks. three. What? So you've only got two left. No, 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 one and one or three. Oh. And two before the money change to make sure my team's right. And that's my idea going in, right? That could be subject to change. But that's that's to, what I mean. Those, those first two or three weeks, I think most people will be boosting. I think most people are going in with that idea of boosting those first two weeks. To build your team. Build but your then... Team. To try and predict when you're going to use those boosts after that, I think you're just well, pissing I mean, in the wind. Look at Bergs. Right? Hold on. <laughs> Struggling right. shut it off? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Bergs, go back to doing what you were doing. Just yeah, out, yeah. out of view. That's pretty much how he approached by, uh, boosts last year, too. He was afraid of a man. I didn't know. I didn't understand. You ended up with one. How do you do that, right? So they didn't need it by the end. Exactly. You don't want people to be in that position. That's why I think, for me, I think we can all agree that boosts are probably a thing that you'd use sooner rather than later. Oh, I would too. But you, you probably won't need them to win your head-to-head finals. You'll need trades up your sleeve. If I'm using them by round twenty or nineteen, like you're suggesting, I'd probably want to have max trades per round from there on out. I wouldn't want to be left with. 10 trades per se from that time out with no boost. I think that's trouble. I mean, you've only that, that's kind of where Teddy was last year. You've only and got six rounds though. Seven this year. Yeah, but you don't play that last round unless you're still playing overall. So. Some some leagues do. I'm in a league that plays grand final in round 27. Oh, really? I think we're all in it. What I made it. All right, sweet. Um, but yeah, so I think you'd... Have ten trades over seven weeks. That's an interesting thing. Even actually. that, that's, I think that's these generous. custom leagues and the way they've made it. So head to head starts round one now, and you play each team once, and then you have your final sort of thing. No, wait, doesn't sound well, right. Well, depends. That's twenty man league starting round four, I think. Yeah, that's the old school round way. three or two, and then the finals is from twenty three to twenty six. Yeah. But, so, is that, do you guys have all sorts of different league settings with your leagues this year, or are you pretty much all playing the same thing? Because they've changed the default league. I've got no idea. Head-to-head okay. head starts round one. I will. Yeah, some are, some are, some are. Your, pub, your, public leagues do, your public leagues do, so then it's just a question of whether that's what you and your mates have sort of gone with. Yeah. Would that affect how you're going to play your head-to-head head this year? No, not really. Not really. I don't think so. Not for me. Um... You're still playing as of round one? I mean... I think you have to be anyway. You know, like, you're always building towards your best team. You're not going to beat someone that's out, outsmarted you on the, 
on the day. You know what I mean? So you just got to build from there. You, you'd be looking to at least start getting wins by three, four when you've been at least boosted a couple of times and set your right, uh, set your wrongs right. But yeah, did you find what you were looking for? You didn't. Okay, that's no good. Um. What, have you got any more to your question? Oh man, I got heaps more. Teddy wants to know what do you do with rage trades? Um, you have when you get that urge throughout the season, boys. When oh, there we go, Con. This is exactly what he wants to talk about. Why don't you do them? Because he obviously falls victim to the rage trade frequently. I'm I tried to talk Teddy out of so many trades last year, and he wouldn't have a bar of it. This year, he's put us in as a group there in group. control of <laughs> his trades. But at the end of the day, he's in Unzid. So, what can we do? We can't do much. You know? But no, we No, can, Teddy, we, no. We can only offer advice. And they're going to do the same for you with your team this year. You're heading, heading us up in the podmaster, which um, should be exciting for you. You're up against some good dudes, man. Well, we're um, actually going to jump into my team a little bit later on um, yeah, because yeah, I need your help with where I'm doing that because... I'm the one that's representing us in the Podmasters this year. And, yeah, man, Podmasters is full of people that just eat, breathe, shit, sleep, super coach, and I'm way out of my league. So let's do this. Yeah, did you want to do Brad's thing before I chop into these, or it's up to you? Yeah, that's... Got uh, uh, no, let's talk about a couple of other things first because I've gotten a few questions from a few people. Yep. So how to set up for the buyers, I feel like we've already talked about. Uh, how much money should you have in the bank to start the season? Now, mm. for me, this question is... I, I reckon I'd almost happily start with 400k sitting in the bank, depending on who my other fullback is. But so that way, if Puppy is making that return, I'm sort of guaranteed that if I want to upgrade and start with Puppy fresh out the blocks... I can do that. Is that crazy? If Pappy's fit to go round one, he's starting in my team. He's not fit round one, I don't think. He's fine. But if he's going to be fit round four, would you hold on to that money for four or would you hope that yeah. you can make it back for that? I'll have Trell with a spare 100k. What if Trell loses cash? That's what I mean. Like, That's how much are you willing, how much you willing to start the season with in the bank? I've got nine trades to work with. Up until then, so pretty sure I can cover that bridge as I come to it. For me, I start enough. Not a cent. I utilise everything I can on the day. Um, don't know if it's a don't know if it's a flaw. I've always done it, but so I've never really left much money in the bank. Um, well, I don't so, think. so I'm I'm really thinking about really really gambling this year. Leaving half a million in the bank, pappy money, and starting with KP. KP uh, turbo combination of fullback and hoping KP can produce some months numbers, maybe. Because we all know he's got the potential. It's there. He's got a decent spine around him now. If he's in the right situation at the right time, he can produce. What's that shirt you wearing? Newcastle, man. I think he's flogging doing. I think he's a flogging dead horse. Well, personally, I'm staying away from Newcastle spine players for that reason. I wish right. I could have the hope that you do. I wish I could. The last two years, he's been heavily injury affected. He has. Before that, he was a weapon. He was the second highest averaging fullback. He was the fourth highest averaging fullback behind Teddy Trell Turbo. 
Teddy Turbo the first year and the third behind Teddy Turbo again. So the pedigree's there, the potential's there. He's still only a young whippersnapper. So if now he's locked on that left-hand side, which I hope he is, I hope Jack Snakeskin plays right and he plays left, if he's locked there, I think he is automatically way more utilised than he was ever at fullback. Because at O'Brien designed so many plays for him to go to the right, it was just stupid. I don't know why he still got a job. So if he's planted on that left all the time, with Braley giving him good service, I think the potential is really, really significant. All right, sweet ass, cool. Uh, if he gets to dual position five eight before the season starts, which he probably rightfully should, I think he should be a walk up five eight in everyone's team. All right. Um. All right. I mean, that's a. I feel like that's a bit of a bold call. Why? Because. Well, they go around apparently and see what position everyone's playing, so he should get five eight eligibility. There has and been. There I think he's been. a walk up start as a five eight in your super coach team at under five hundred thousand. I think. I think anyway. Don't quote me on this one, but I think I did see a message saying that they aren't just going to willy nilly update them. They're just going to update it probably just before the start, or not happening until around when they get their update statuses then. But going off previous years, he should get five eight eligibility, even if he loses fullback. He yeah, should oh, he get probably, five eight. He probably will. He probably will like a week. He has to. Off, you know what I mean? I think that's just. But that's just stupid. We all know he's playing five eight. Why not just change it now so everyone can adapt their team accordingly? I Is think it? they put the. I think they put the app out this early so they can work the bugs out. As we can tell, it's a new. Bet Sankster's got him five eight. It's a new system. Um, no, I'm kidding, Sankster. So they would have put it out. They would have put it out now. Work the bugs out up until then, and then. Once they get the bugs out, they'll do the update and it'll be sweet. I love how Berg's is like, this is how tech works, everybody. Yeah. It's my favourite part. Lucky he's our tech guy, eh? Yeah, I know. Berg's, what do we do without you, yeah? uh, I don't know, guys. I'm going to be honest. Probably have a better podcast. <laughs> no way. So, quick answer. Yeah, how much yeah. money should you have in the bank to start? You're saying half a mil and Berg's, you're saying zero. No, I'm a gambler. But, yeah, that's it. Pretty much you'd be happy to take the gamble on Pappy and you'd be happy to save that a bit of cash. Well, it's only, it's only, yeah, it's two-week gambles. Hopefully only sacrifice minimal points, if any. Yeah. Well, if I have a reflection on last year, and I started with zero, I started with 1200 bucks, I think, um, or something very, very minimal. But um, I had regrets because I went out and bought all these top-dollar guys when the dudes under them were actually trying harder and scoring points. But why did you have regrets? Because then you could have used downgraded those top guys to those lesser guys and had days, freed up heap of cash. He didn't use his boosts. He got behind. No, no, no. A couple of days before actual TLT, I had a very different squad but managed to free up some money. So I upgraded all these different players and a lot of them flopped on me to start. Like Angus Crichton. And, and the ones you upgraded excelled? Nah, not really. Not <laughs> by the end. I had a shocker. <laughs> Everything I'd done was terrible last year with... Fresh start, fresh start, guys. Um, All right, and then quickly, uh, how many is too many from one team, especially in those first ten rounds? I wouldn't get any more than three. Yeah, three, same. And you're saying three, and that's two. You wouldn't go three guns, two guns and a cheapie, yeah? Yeah, even a midi if you can. Yeah, well, yeah, cheapie or a sleeper or someone that you're looking at, but 
you wouldn't go three guns. You wouldn't necessarily have three guns sit out of buy in that first ten weeks because that really that's a fourth gun sitting there doing nothing. Yeah, that's it. Like all the extra cash you've saved, you'd have way more players than that. We imagine having starting with Munster, Grant, and Pupnows, and presumably Schwier. Coates, there's, maybe a forward. Well, but there's a third of your salary cap almost just between those three players. And then they see out a week early. Yeah. But also there's the Shears numbers game. Oh, if you've got four, five, six players, you better have the depth in the positions that need it. And there's a good chance, like you just pointed out, that these spine players where you probably don't have the depth you need. You know, no, I think I think most people are going spine heavy. Early. Oh, don't get me wrong. They've got people that they could possibly play, and... but they're not necessarily certified. People aren't starting no, two, I think... two gun hookers, two gun halves, two gun fullbacks. I think a lot are. Really? I think a lot are going the uh, cheese as a second gun hooker. Second? Who's your first? Well, either Harry Grant, Reese Robson, Blake Braley, Damian Cook. Your cats is crazy. Um, and then Heinz Cleary is a massive. High combination, and then I've heard a lot of a Dewey Burton, yeah, yeah Dewey, Dewey Burton, even I'm considering or Dewey Burton. a Munster Burton Dewey kind of trio going on there, one of those kind of mixtures, and then uh, Turbo, who I think most people, if he's fit by the start of the year, will have in their team. If At five fifty, it's six hundred. I think he is now, isn't he? Still, With it's the very yeah, very what cheap mean. for what he. If can you do. don't have him. You will. You're crazy, especially yeah. those twenty-eight percent of people who brought in last year at one point two five million dollars. If you don't buy him this year at six hundred thousand dollars, yeah, don't be upset when he yeah. gets one point five this year. If he yeah, says so, like he is a, menace. and then they're teaming him up with like a Trell or a Teddy. So a lot of people are going Very straight eight or seven, at least seven guns in their spine to just kick off the season, and then trying to find value elsewhere. Thinning the forwards and thinning the back. Yeah, well, I mean, I must admit that's what mine's looking at, but I don't well, think I've got the money spent properly yet. I've got Robson, Cheese. No, that ain't right. Well, everyone except Nico. So I've got two guns everywhere except Nico. I've got Tanner Boyd at the moment, but I've got 400 thousand dollars sitting there, so... I'll tell you what, we've got to go through my team for the Podmasters. My team's probably very similar to a lot to your teams at this point. So let's have a look. I've got Robson Smith as my hookers. Um, Matt Lodge, Welch, Hetherington, Moale in my front row. Tommy Gilbert, Luke Garner, Trent Luero, Jermaine Hopgood, Makahesi Makatoa, Josh Schuster in my second row. Cleary Boyd, Burton Hastings. Lockie Miller, Greg Marju, Xavier Coates, Remus Smith, Hayes Perham, Chans, Paul Elamotti, Teddy Turbo. So, yeah, I suppose I probably do have that. One, two, three, four. You wouldn't call Hastings a gun. you also got two Knights Five, six. outside backs. Yeah, which could be stupid, but you said they're all, like, they'll be all on KP's side, yeah? Greg Marju would be on the left with KP. When in Newcastle have a buy around 12. Lockie Miller, I mean, he'd be floating between both Lockie's, sides. Yeah, he's right, Lockie. But then I look at how many Storm players I've got. I've got Coates, I've got Smith, I've got, got Lero. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, he's a Storm winger. He's on the end of that back line. He's their big boy. He's the one that runs and jumps. 
They bought him to replace the Fox. How'd that go for us last year? Yeah, last year. It was his first year doing it at a real club. Let's see how he goes this year. Also, he got injured. What Mad else does he have thing. to do? Catch the ball and not pass it to the touchy? Like, his job's not. Bro, give him a second. I reckon he'll be much better this year. We gave him 20 games, didn't we? No, he didn't play anywhere near that many last year, I don't think. Little close. Got injured early. Yeah, he missed a bunch of games from memory. I don't know how long he was out for, though. Speaking of, should I go into injuries? Go for it, bud. Yeah, well, well, that's it. Perfect segue. Well, yeah, quickly critique my team. Quickly. Like, is it, what should I be looking at there? Okay, well, yeah, you do that. Con's going to have a look through my team in a bit more depth. Then I'll have a look. All right, so the Broncos. uh, Heverington's out indefinitely, and Wilson, who's a cheapie that I have heard go around, he he should be right for round one. Toby? No, Willison, yeah. Heverington. Yeah, he's out definite. Again. Yeah, and Wilson, that young cheapie that you were Xavier talking Wilson. about. Yeah, he's looking at maybe round one. The dogs have Bondiodo. He's out to round 21. Not that he was really relevant. Sharks lost Dykes. So he was going to be their backup um, fullback this year to Kennedy. Um, but he's gone for the season. So I know they have gone... Just back. after they go, oh, Lockie Miller. Yeah. Whoop, um, like I'm glad he didn't do his ACL a week before. So there should be another cheapie coming through there. And Sticky Icky's out indefinitely as well. Not that he was getting a start, but he's a backup as well. So No, they won't be cheap come through because Kennedy will play. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to need Kennedy to get hurt. Yeah. Uh, Titans. Uh, Albert Kelly. Uh, not Albert Kelly. Brian Kelly, he's out till round four, so I'm not sold on that cheapy winger now. Um, I've seen that they were going to be having... Far, eh? I don't know which one it is, but there's a cheapy winger that's up there. Him back round four doesn't give any time for a price, price increase, so I'll be busy watching act that dude. Um, and Herbert's out indefinitely. He's a centre. Um, Manly now. Turbo's due to be fit round one. Um, Sign me up. I'm still not. He's still not sold though. I'm. Not, I'm still not sold till I actually see him there named on the day. Lawton's well, obviously out. not. But... Lawton's out to round four. Hold on. Quickly, oh no. Quick, quickly. Do you hold Turbo and just save a trade, knowing that he'll be back eventually? Maybe. Maybe if it's going to be within the first three rounds, I would, because then they could be after their buy as well. For me, first five rounds. They've got a buy. Nah, no, you can't hold him five. He's in a team for the rest of the season. No. It saves me a trade. It's worth it. Yeah. Provided I've got a gun to actually pick up the points for me. Well, if yeah. you've got a Nick Meany that you could have sitting there instead, who's playing four games without Pappenhausen at fullback, who yeah. could produce $200,000 and he go bang straight to Turbo as Pappenhausen returns at the same time, could. maybe produce enough money to upgrade to Pappenhausen from your other fullback. Look at this dude's imagination. Fucking and then has. Boyle, Harper. Boyle, Harper and Saab are all indefinite. Um, I know Saab's definitely not back before round 10, so he's he's a long layoff. So that will keep... Uh, K.O. Weeks might get that spot. He could be an option. He wouldn't yeah, be no, too he's dear. he's not at Manly. He's... Where's he gone? No. K- who did you see? K.O. Weeks. K.O. Weeks. Well, he might. Fullback. Yeah, yeah, he might, yeah. Um, Knights have got KP, but he's, he's to be checked. So... I'm not sure on KP. Do you know much about what's going on with him? I think if we pit by round one. Is that what they're saying? The media? Yeah. Yeah. And then Maddo, he left on the soft option. He's not back to round four. So that's another sort of... Well, what's wrong with him? He didn't pay his fine. Oh, his wallet. 
Yeah, it hurt. Uh-huh. Um, Tears. And Simonson's out indefinitely, so there's definitely a spot there. Bounster. Um, he was playing. He played wing nearly all year for him last year, didn't Ops he? Opchek's gone too. Yeah, so uh, might be seeing what was old mate's name that Danny Dunster in the first game. Uh, Russell. Sean. He had a, he had a pretty good first game. Um, then the cows. Now they've got Lukey. Lukey's out till round four. He's got an injury, and then you got Luciano, who's caught pending because he's got um, he's just caught pending because in saying that he did propose to her, and they're getting married, so I expected to get dropped out of court. Nah. Um, well done, Dylan Walker. Dylan Walker showed you how to do that one. Um, Pam's now Dylan Walker's moved to Enzo. Ah, too good. <laughs> Uh, May, May's out to round three from his fucking bullshit suspension from last year where he didn't, he got to play the grand final, so he gets to, um, serve his suspension this year. Oh, trials don't count for him because he plays for Penrith? Probably. Um, haven't Surely. But no, he's definitely round Surely three. Surely he class for the officer game too, doesn't no, he? No, not for him. No, he's... Uh, the Rabbits, Tane Milne, back round two. So, I know everyone's saying Isaac Thompson's this, that and the other, but Never Tane... Do. Kalo, Kalo. Kalo, Kalo. Tane did a job there about last year. But he's well. not a wingers bumhole. But I'm just saying, he, he, just, he did a job there. He had to do that job. If they've got options, he's not the first one. Right, I and don't think. Liam Knight's indefinite. Um, and then the Dragons, Francis. Wait, did you say Silver Havili? No, he, that happened today. Yeah, that's late breaking. Um, that. Apparently, Silver Havili is also out. Yeah, he's out for. Um, Bunged his foot in a pothole on Erskine Villoval. You what? Bunged his foot in a pothole on Erskineville Oval. He'll be yeah. out for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So he's yeah. That happened to that. That happened today. Turf day. Um, <clears throat> Dragons. Francis Molo's out to round three. Um, he was starting for them last year, wasn't he? Or his brother was? No, he was. Michael Molo was coming off the bench, but either way, they're at the Dragons. I'd be watching. Yeah, I'd be watching their <laughs> rotation. Cody Ramsey's gone for just hopefully for the year. Hopefully he can get himself well. <laughs> you can never say that with a straight face, and I still don't know why. Moving on. Because he's really sick, bro. Um, Amon's gone. He's really sick, Cody. In a bad way, yeah. Um, Amon, he's gone. He chased some down the road of a hammer. Depending on what old mate does there, he could be rubbed out the game altogether. Could be him and AC. Um, the Chooks. Now, Watto, he's another one that's to be checked, but as far as I know, it's, it's a long injury. Watto done his ACL, didn't he? He's gone. I think he, he's done. Yeah, Billy Smith and Supernoor are the same. They're both indefinite. So no, yeah. not Billy Smith. <laughs> yeah, poor Billy. No way. We've been talking about Billy Not buying it. For four years now, he's played like four games. <laughs> Don't care, I'm not getting on him ever again. Who's the other one? You took me to it last year and it burned me. No, Tatao Monga. Yeah, Moga's another one, but he's playing for the Dragons, doing okay. Yeah, I know, but... Um, it took him seven years to finally yeah. fucking poor dude. You gotta feel sorry for him. Oh, hundred percent you do. Uh then Unzod. Um Jazz Tavang is back around too, so Jazz. It's another one if you're gonna grab that cheapy that get in the middle roll be watching out because you don't know how long they'll be there for. Same as anyone that's back in them first three, four rounds. I'd be watching anyone that's coming back there. If there's a cheapy playing I'd I'd be sort of a bit wary. So Jermaine Hopgood per se at Parramatta getting Probably looking to get in the 13 jersey with Maddo out. Well, different, I think, because 
like you said, Maddo's probably better coming in off that 20-minute mark. and I think he has more impact off the bench. Yeah, like he was doing a good job then. And if Hopgood's going well, I, I don't see him coming off the field. I see him probably poaching someone else. Um, not sure who they poach. Well, but Hopgood play edge too. Can he? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's touted. They say he's pretty good, this Hopgood, so... He's one to watch. Now we're gonna. I don't call him hot bad. <laughs> hey? he, he hopped away from Ben. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jake. You're not getting the start of Yo in Runny anyway. Like, he's good, Yo. You going to Brad's thing or? Yeah, let's do it. Good day, super coaches. Good day to all the boys at 360. Uh, welcome to another year of Supercase. 2023 looks crazier than ever with a shitload of activity out there in Supercase land. Everybody seems to have gone absolutely mad. and um, There's a million teams running around at the moment and leagues and all sorts of things. So get amongst it. It's uh, only about three, week, three and a half weeks to go and we'll be in amongst it. Um, now, I've, I've posted a couple of articles around, uh, which some of you might have seen. I'll, I'll put one on to the 360 uh, podcast page um, to do with uh, points per minute. Um, as quite a few people know, I, I do like my statistics, and I'll sit there pouring over them for absolute hours. Um, and points per minute is probably one of the uh, one of the ones I do like to sort of return to, just to give me a bit of a guide. At times, and and even for the um, the casual super coacher, it, it's a wonderful statistic to get amongst. Um, it uh, you know it can really guide you into some good ones, um, as it did last year with Reuben Cotter. Or it can guide you away from some as well, which is what I'm going to sort of talk about today. Um, now, there's two I want to look at, and, and in the article there was two that I sort of said were a bit scary. Um, uh, based upon their points per minute last year. Now, the first one is Tanner Boyd. Now, I've seen Tanner Boyd in an awful lot of teams, you know, shitloads of them, actually. Um, and I, I've toyed around with him myself, uh, but I've dived over his figures in a hell of a lot, and, I, and I'm a bit worried. And I'll tell you why I'm a bit worried. Um, he, he's not exactly new to the NRL. Uh, he has been around. But most of his games have been off the bench, and even though they've been off the bench, he's recorded a PPM, um, uh, mostly across all his years in the NRL, of uh, 0.7. Now, 0.7 is not exactly um, shaking the house down. It's not too bad, but it's not really... <laughs> no, it's not, not fantastic. Because well, let me put it in perspective. If he, if he plays, uh, you know, if he, if he plays 80 minutes, um, obviously he's, you know... He might get you 60 points, um, which will be a significant improvement upon where he has been in previous years, which is why a lot of people are looking for him. He's going to be a good cash grab. He's going to make some money. Uh, but is he going to be a keeper? Is he going to be a long-term sort of uh, option? Um, you know, 0.7 is... In fact, I don't even think he's probably going to get to, to 60 at that rate. And he, he does worry me a little bit because... If you're relying on him to play him every single week, um, it, it might be a big mistake. Uh, goal kicking is going to be a, a big factor, though, um, and that will increase his PPM, no doubt. Um, but he might be a good cash grab, but he might not be one that you want to rely on. Um, so as say, for instance, as a second hooker, 
if you were planning on going two strong hookers or, or two strong halfbacks, you, you might want to look elsewhere. Um, if you're just going to sit in there to make some money for the first six to eight weeks, yeah, maybe, maybe not too bad. Um, now, the other one, the next one, um, is, is this fella here. And we've seen this one floating around, Joshy Hodson. Josh Hodson, he's uh, looking like he's been spending a fair bit of time at the old gym. Doesn't look like he spent much time on leg work. A lot of a lot of arm day. Um, now, the reason that I did mention him is that he's got over... And I've gone back about seven years, and I really can't get past... Um, it was one year he was knocking on the door of a 0.8 ppm, um, and uh, for most of his career, all the other years... Well, I was, forget last year, that was just a write-off, but every other year he had a, a points per minute of 0.7 um, now, 0.7 at an average of around about, um, you know, 60 minutes, you're only going to be getting about 40 points out of him. And that's really scary. And I've seen a few teams with him in there. Yeah, he looks good and he looks real fit. And, but you reckon he, they're going to play him for 80 minutes? At 80 minutes, he's still only going to get 54 points a game. Um, so if that doesn't scare you, well, think about this. He ain't going to get 80 minutes. <laughs> so his points output would look more likely to be 35 to 45 minutes. Now, I could be looking at both these uh, players completely wrong. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. So, boys, thoughts? I'll pass it over to you now in the Caravan of Chaos. You know, 360 there. Tell me what you think, you know. Am I all completely off base here? Or is uh, Tanner Boyd and uh, and Joshy Hodson both scary-looking prospects? Because statistically-wise, they, they're telling me they're a bit of uh, bad news. Anyway, have a good pod tonight. And uh, to all the super coaches out there, uh, get amongst it. Have some fun. Get into the statistics. And uh, let's see what sort of teams you all come up with. See ya. Brad, cheers, mate. I am with you on that, actually. you got to look at it. <clears throat> we only had a small sample size last year. I'm more favouring Tanner Boyd over Josh Hodson, though. Um, but Tanner Boyd, when playing halfback next to Dave Fafita, offered up decent points. Um, whereas I don't think <clears throat> he was getting decent points when he was coming off the bench, sort of playing in the middle. He wasn't really Fafita's man, if you know what I mean. That was Sexton's job. But he just wasn't getting it there. Um, Hodjo, I, I couldn't touch Hodjo just because strong wind gets Hodjo. Like, every time he's graced a footy field in the last couple of years, he's he hasn't played many. Are you allowed to play football with a walking frame? Oh, he's not that old, is he? Is no, he but he's, his knees and shit are shot. Knees are small if you've seen I, that picture. <laughs> don't even think about going near Josh Hodgson, in my opinion. Out of the two, I'd take Tanner Boyd, but I'm thinking of running that game. At the end of the day, if Tanner Boyd plays half inside Dave Fafita, all he has to do is give him the ball at the right time once or twice a game, and there's points galore on offer. Otherwise, you know defences are stacking up on Dave Fafita, so Tanner Boyd's going to have a dummy and run situation happening a lot of the time, so surely he's takes advantage of that. 
with the coaching that they get, like Newcastle. Oh, God knows, but... You'd have to imagine. I, I said this in some chat the other day. If he doesn't at least get given the ball two times every three to four sets, they're not playing... They're not doing it right. They're just not playing footy right. Like, use him up, especially if he's not playing a full 80. He's still only going to play 65 minutes, and I'm expecting big things. Like, oh, I want him running the ball... Well, much he, as possible. He should he, no, you don't. Buddy. He should be playing eighty minutes, but he should be used like Panthers use Billy Arm and Kickout. He doesn't take twenty twenty five hit ups a game. That's not his go. He's a great decoy runner to create space on the outside for your outside man. Otherwise, he's a great wrecking ball if you can get him one on one with a half or even a back row or a center. Like not many people are stopping him one on one. It takes. Threes people sometimes to not even slow him down. So, as long as Tanner Boy can create that space, hopefully Beryl's service out of dummy half promotes that. Well, then I think if if everybody's locking Dave for feeder in and Tanner Boy's inside him, I think you have to lock him in as well, don't you? At his price. Yeah, for me, I'm. I have to. I have to at his price. <clears throat> but it's at the expense of Nico Irons. After well, it's, the expense, not in the it's at the expense of Cleary for me. Not at the, it's not I'm at the going Nico. Of, it's not at the expense of the cheap so Nico. I'm backing Nico in, in the same team. We had... We, I'm weird for it now, but yeah. yeah, Nico over Cleary for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, what, what about you, Jazzy? You've got a take on Hodjo. Like, you've seen a little bit of Hodjo over the years. Um, I was curious... He's cheap, and I'm looking for value wherever I can, so it's good to know that I probably shouldn't go near him because um, everyone's seen that photo, and so you're starting to think, well, hold on. Is he dual back row? No. No, but row. new team, new coach, and so that can have a massive effect on things. I know he is getting older, but also, right, he might only need a couple of years left. See, I think that's another unfair one. He played a lot of back row last year at the Raiders. Yeah. When he was fit, he played predominantly locked. That ball distributed him wrong. So, for him to only be labelled as a hooker, I think they've dropped the ball again. Veggie, pick it up. Yeah, see what happens. Any word yet on whether these trials are still going ahead, boys? Has there been any updates there? No idea. Chuck it in the Facebook chat if you're there. Speaking of the Facebook chat, let's say g'day. Just quickly, just after Braddo's thing... um, we say a massive thank you to Braddo for doing his thing for us. What an absolute legend. We love your input, Braddo. I rely right. on it. I mean, Tanner Boyd's made it into my team, and now you're going to make me second-guess him. But I know I should probably go with what you think, because you know your shit. Um, and I'm just guessing. I mean, for, to be honest, Brad, give me an option, Brad. Because who else am I looking at in the halves? Because we talked about it at the top of the show real briefly. It's really thin in the halves, man. Like, it's really, really, really thin. I was seriously considering... Possibly even starting with um, dual position enough from the Roosters. You got Nico Cleary. Can't you? It's a lot of money. Or you can sacrifice a few points, save some dollars, and go Jerome Hughes. Other- otherwise, ten avoid if he plays inside Dave Fafita. I think I think there are only four legitimate options. Or Bergs likes Jackson Hastings, but you can get him at five eight. Yeah. So speaking of five eight, who would you put at five eight? Dewey Burton. Yeah. That's just just straight up Dewey Burton. So then there's no space for Jackson Hastings at 5'8". There's no space for Jackson Hastings in my team. 
Really? Nah. Yeah, if I really, if you really look at it, I don't think there's space in my team for Jackson Hastings either. Yes, he touches the ball a lot. Doesn't mean he produces a lot out of those touches. Newcastle, new spine, like new height, right? doesn't equal quality. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, if I, two weeks ago, you guys were all over him. Oh, well, no, never. he's just in my spot. Like, I just had him in my spot. I'm all over side. Dewey. Yeah, you're right. You've been all over Dewey since the start. I was just looking at him. Oh, I don't see the appeal in Jackson Hastings. I think he, he's best scoring opportunity in Supercoach to play in lock. But he's not playing a lot. Right. As a half, I think he's going to be a Cooper Cronk. Yeah. Control the game. Great or good NRL player, but won't translate to super coach. Right. Yeah. Fair point. Like it could. You could. That's why you're setting up your KPs and your Lockie Millers. And, and, yeah. yeah. That's what their job is. Yeah. He's just to get them in the position to well, do it. that. Speaking of Knights, you guys have talked a few players from the Knights, so let's just quickly have a look. DSAF, JSAF. Not for me. Neither. Bang. No, I see the appeal. Dave Bray. Don't yeah. overlook Dave Bray, though. I yeah. see the appeal in both of them. I absolutely do, but... No? I don't think either of them will make my team. But, uh, yeah, I do absolutely see the appeal. Daniel had a... Average year shit last pre-season. year. Injury-affected gear. Yeah. There's definitely points and money on offer there. Yeah. And I think Jacob's only just starting to realise his true potential because through the lower grades, Jacob was the touted one. And they both cracked it, and then Daniel slowly climbed over the top of him. We got his leg broken by... Well, that was before last year. Yeah. And then I think this year, Jacob kind of equaled the scales a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> Jay Bray... The hooker, definitely an option, like yeah. Berg said. Did he make it to your pod list? No, because he didn't make 60s. Last year, because he didn't was score 60s. Um, didn't he? No, 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 he didn't average by the end of the year 60. Oh, really? No, he, he finished just below. So, First nine rounds, average 72. You want to quickly touch on the pods then? Well, we, well yeah, we've got more time than I expected. So We're here, here we go. now. All right, so pods, uh, every one of these pods had an average of over 60 last year. Um, some were higher than others, but I didn't really write that down. I just you know, went on the, the pod side of it. Um, Cook's 2% owned. Um, Rightfully so, I think. You think so? Yep. You've said that the last couple of years. You think he's going to score 60. He's average 74 last year, just to say no. Was he top um, three? Yeah, he was. In his position? Yeah, he's yeah. second. Uh, Robson, third, 8%. Arpy <coughs> Coruscant, fourth, 5%. Harry Grant was number one or whatever percent he was. Obviously. But Tino Fasulma-Ale. Now, this one, as he was the highest average and forward for, for the game last year. Only 9% owned. I, no, I, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. IPAT was. No, Oh, yeah, IPAT was, but he's he's the one that's... Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you feel us in on what you're talking Tino, about, Blake? So I think Tarpany out-averaged so, him as well. well. No, he didn't tap, and he's just below. But Tina, uh, IPAP got moved to the second row. He doesn't come up as front row this year. He only doesn't get a duel. So Tina's more expensive than Tarpany. Yeah. Um, wow. And only 9% owned, and then Clem's at 2%. What's Tarpany at? He's at oh, 20, mid-20s. So it should be. Yeah. Um, Joe O at 2%. Only averages in the 60s, but if he can get that lock spot with all these other guys around him, 
might do a little bit better for his attacking mojo. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not saying buy him, but maybe whack him in your black book. He was a, a solid look. worker at the back end of last year, though. Like when they were still sort of playing, he he was out there. He was doing his job. He was still trying a bit. Now another man who all that they may have what topped up their forward stacks, but he's also now getting a ball off quality hooker. Yeah. Like in Nappy. So and, and he's got there could be attacking stats opening up for him close to the line and shit like that. So it might outweigh maybe five less minutes a game. I just like where the Tigers are in the right direction. If he does get that lock spot, then it's good news for Joe O. Mate, their full pack's solid as. And then Tofu Harris. We love Tofu. Now, every year we talk about Tofu. Only 8% owned is a jewel. You can get him in both front row and second row. I think if you can weasel your way into getting some money, I'd I'd start with him in front row. I'm going to look at that myself. I honestly don't think there's many seasons where he hasn't been in the top five average of either front row or second row over the last 10 years. Well, we're remembering last year he's coming back off major surgery yeah. and he was eased back Average into in the 70s. And like you, you know... Every day of the week, what you're going to get out of Tohu Harris, and it's 65-plus points. Yeah. And then I pay. What's he worth? Uh, didn't write it down. Um, <laughs> IPAP, you can have a look on your phone. Numbers man. Yeah, I'll write the percentages, dude. <laughs> right, IPAP. Um, otherwise, it'll be here for days after I go through all the money and all that shit. IPAP, 6% owned. Um, as the form... Like Daniel, he's the form dude at Parramatta, but he's basically he's basically a base man. Like you can fully set your team around him. Probably will come down in money, but you could easily start your start your side off with an iPad. Well, he's a good sixty six five plus every week, and then he can produce attacking stats with the best of them. So and he's getting himself happy. You know, who's probably a bit better service than a Reed Marnie? Maybe not Mitch. Mitchell Moses in the halves, but... Luke Brooks. Oh, Brooks, Brooks is okay. Brooks is okay. Let's not, let's not hammer Brooks. Now, Sean Lane had a career year last year. If, Luke, if Brooks doesn't produce this year, he's done. I think he just re-signed, didn't he? Doesn't matter. This, he's um, got the hooker. He's got the forward pack. If this is year. Sean Lane, 2% owned. Now, with Dill Bags getting the ball a lot more often, he's his go-to man. I, he's like the third hot... Highest average in second row last year, wasn't he? Had a, had a massive year. Massive year. And I don't understand why he's only 2% owned. It. I don't own him personally, but I didn't have the money to go. Well, I had him at the start of last year. And then I balked. And I bought. And regretted it ever since. Yeah. Well, yeah, he had a... I th- I'm pretty sure it was like the third highest average in second row last year. He had a crazy year. Sean Lane. Now, with the talk of Bateman... Uh, not Bateman, with the talk of, um, who was it? Hodge leaving and playing a lot of lock. I liked Hudson Young last year. Um, he averaged above 60 as well. Only 3% owned. He's, you didn't want to spend the money on an IPAP or whatever, and you needed someone just to chug along at 60s. He'll do it, I feel. He's not a bad bad shout for that. Whereas the next one, Kalolo Matangi, he's more needs a bit of an attacking stat to go of his base to juice him up a little, if you know what I mean. Got a lot more involved last year. You guys put the Raiders... Like, I mean, I don't, I don't hear the Raiders mentioned when you hear top eight teams. Like, they don't make my top eight. No, nah, not for me either. Yeah, they're usually consistently there or on the cusp, aren't they? 
Nah. That, that a few good years there. But, there's, you look through the lineup and you see no real danger. No real attacking threat. Maybe yeah, it's just going to tear you apart. I know Xavier Savage is supposed to have all this speed and everything, but I haven't seen it yet. Jack Whiten's got his ball running ability. Fogarty organises, but apart from Tarpany and his offloads and stuff, I, I just don't see any threat in Canberra. Now, then, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's 7% owned. Um, with Arpy going, I can see a bit more of a role from, from Yo this year. Um, I don't. I don't know if I'd necessarily jump on, but he's averaging fairly decently. I think Yo's your 50 to 65 being every week, and then he can occasionally have that attacking big run. week. Uh, Furmore. Now, Furmore also went on a run last year, but still didn't beat Dave Vita. I mean, we all, every week, I think I've seen at least 10 posts a week about how he's done nothing. Rah, rah, rah. Dave Vita still out averaged him by the end of the year. In his defence, um, he had a rotational shitload of crappy halves. This year, he's probably going to be getting the ball off Kieran Foran, who we know dives deep into the line and cre- can create space for his outside men. So, both Furman might even score more tries and have more attack stats this year with a quality half like Hoza inside him. Never looked at it like that, eh? Even his eye until just then. Viliami <laughs> <laughs> um, kickout, 7% owned. Um, I understand that because Burton and Burton and the Fox sort of build a combo at, at yeah, um, absolutely. Australian level. So for well, me, they, build, they build a combo. Oh. But you got to remember, Berto, when he played centre, played left centre, boys. He was on kick outside, so he's got that combo with kicks already, but now it's the opposite. He can give kicks whatever he wants. Well, he you know also I mean? had kicks all through the origin. He had kicks. Exactly. He's played with him know, as like, a half as well. Yeah. yeah. They've played some football together. Now, Olakawachu was another one that sort of shocked me at 3%. Now, we were, I started with him last year, and he was my player that I went all the way through the year with. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong, he had a couple of fucking white games, but very impressive. Quality. Um, for the... For, for the amount of football he's played. And he was my boy of the year at the start of last year. Going off that, he's only played like two years of rugby league. Football. So and he's, you can only assume he'll get better again this year. Um, has a bye early with Manly though, so he might be one to look up after the buys. Um, Nakora's 1%. Nico and him surely have worked on some sort of stuff in the off-season. They've had another year together. I, I, I wouldn't buy him myself, but he's definitely an option. Um, and Bateman, I'll just give him a 60 average. He hasn't got an average. Didn't say um, anything, but I'll give him a 60 average. And just in his effort. <laughs> I've seen Bateman play. We all agree on that. Well, you give Bateman yeah, a 60 I average. I'm not, yeah. I think, I think him and Hudson Young play a very similar style of football. Oh, I think Hudson Young's John Bateman, eight years previous or however many age discrepancy there is, but I see a lot of similarities in the way they both play football. Like they both don't necessarily stick to structure. They can step off their foot, create a little space, do a little grubber, throw a little pass. Like they, they can play off the cuff as well as structure. Get down tonight. So 
Yeah, I see a lot of similarities between two. Then Mitch Moses saying 3%. Now, I started last year with Mitch Moses. I understand why he's 3%. It's because he's not consistent. He doesn't have the consistency that other halves have. But one that did surprise me whose consistency is way out there with no Pappenhausen was Jerome Hughes. I think I read a stat. I think, let's face it, I don't know if I did or I didn't. But um, I think Jerome Hughes averages close to 80 or if not 80 points when Pappenhausen's not on the field. So that's not a bad shout if Pappenhausen's going to be out until round 10. That, that's worst case scenario from what I've seen somewhere as well. So that's not bad. You'd easily, if he's pumping 80s, I think they don't have too bad of a run, Melbourne, to start the season. Um, could be a good little money maker there, even though he's priced high, he could still make some money. But Cherry. he's a lot cheaper than Nico and Nath. He is, he is. And then I got Cherry Evans, who don't to me die. now, for me, I don't remember, I don't remember him ever scoring better with Tommy in the team. I always thought he, when Tommy wasn't in the team, he took the onus on himself. There was a couple of games where they both scored heavily, but I always thought Cherry took a bit more of a back seat. But pans out that's not the stat. Uh, the stat is when to- Tommy's in the team, he scores better. So he's only 1% owned. Now, Fogarty's someone I wouldn't jump on, but he scored over 60s last year. So And so did Sox. But that was in a pen. So not in a... Dolphins. The Fins, yeah. Um, they're not the Fins. They're the Fins. Miami's the Fins. Yeah, the Fins. Um, Bags. Bags only 4% owned after his... Injury. Breakout year last year. He's been injured in preseason too. Has he really? Mm-hmm. I didn't see anything on that um, when I was reading today. But yeah, so he's four percent now. Brimston, Brimston. If you remember, not last year, year before, Brimston playing fullback. He brought me home solid. If you remember, he got I think four or five back to back hundreds, and um, well, very very high scores anyway. And he not even so a year good. before that. He brought me home with a wet sail, but if you remember, and I was cheering. So I even captained him one week when he was like top scorer of the round, and it was just good. So Brimo, no, put it away, son. If they can get their, well, if they can get their attack time, that's what I'm just thinking. If they finally find their attack, like they've got some good guys in their side, mate. Like it's, I don't understand how they do so shit. You know, no, I think Beryl's and Foz there. I think a lot of shit will be straightened up. Yeah, I just yeah, they've. For me, the last couple of years, I've had a semi-decent team on paper and just done terrible. They've had a great board pack for the last few years. They've had some good outside backs. It's just... Getting it there. One, nine, seven, six. And then Ruben Garrick, I know why he's lowly owned. Um, Turbo's back in the side and there's rumours he might play centre. If he plays centre, that's atrocious for Supercoach. Um, but at any given point, when Tur- if Turbo does get a long injury, we know Garrick's very worth jumping on. Um, especially if you can get him in the duel. Turbo getting long-term injuries like Billy Smith being injured in the preseason. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> <laughs> it's near guaranteed. Um, then AJ, he finished the year as he does every year on a high. Now, uh, did we find out if South draw wasn't too bad? Was he in the White Power scandal too? No, nah, he wasn't. Oh. He wasn't. Um, but Alex Johnson, he goes on his runs, and if they've got a pretty easy draw, I, I, I would jump on him if he had a good three or four game draw, you know what I mean? But if he doesn't, if there's tough games, they'll probably hold off. Um, Campbell Graham, 2% owned. Does his own shit at right centre. Um, he scored over 60s all year, all 
score average 60 last year, so... You'd have to assume Ilias is only going to evolve as a player too, which, which is going to help him on that right-hand side. Everything's looking good for Campbell Graham. Like, Except Cody Walker, AJ and Latrell love playing left. Well, Cody started coming <laughs> no, over yeah, to the no, right no, a lot. No, Cody, no. to his credit, was over on the right-hand side a lot more. Yeah, well, he set up Tane Milne for a lot of his tries. Um, which, yeah, I think caught everyone by surprise a little bit. Well, Troll doesn't mind playing on the right either. Yeah. So, yeah, I like Campbell Graham. Then Nick Meaney, if it is a long-term injury to Pappenhausen, I know his, his numbers aren't remarkable, but uh, Melbourne come out of the blocks every year ready. They seem to be one of the teams that just go bang, 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 like at the start of the year. But even if your numbers aren't remarkable, a solid 65-70 average from the centre wing start the year is at, what, 600k? Yeah. 600 plus? That's pretty good. Well, you don't get many centre wings that are guaranteed to score that, apart from Bell, maybe Garrick, if he actually plays wing. Yeah. Then Ronaldo, we all know what Ronaldo can do. He does his own stuff. He was Queensland reject, or couldn't play for Queensland because they tried to rob us or something. We Um, tried. (laughs) He wasn't rejected. 2%. 2% owned. And Talakai, I understand why. 1%. He finished the year terribly. Get on board. Lost his jewel. Toot, toot. You never. He does go on runs. He's one that if he's you want to make enough, a starting team. No, nah, if he's low enough price, but I will bring him in at some point. Um, oh, yeah. Lomax. He's one. Meow, that, meow. He's one. He's average over sixty in a shit side. Can we get Sergis? <laughs> he did. Um, but Lomax, one percent owned. I don't mind Lomax. He's goal kicker. He scores. He scores on his own, like like you said, the ball bounces for the bloke. Not so much last year, but he still was there every oh. time. So let's say in it. the Dragons maybe score two tries a game. Do you see him scoring many more than that? Dragons support and then Zach Lomax maybe kicks at eighty percent. That's what one miss every ten goals. Forty goals for the year. Hey, look, he, he finished the year with and over then, 60 average. If they're only scoring two tries a game, that's in a defeated, 54 tries. He's not scoring all of them. In a defeated Yuck. team. He was the only Dragon, I think, that was up there. In a defeated team, he's the only Jack one. Jack Bird did all right. Ben Hunt went all right. Yeah, but they didn't average over 60. So. Didn't Ben Hunt? Drinky, 6% own. I like Drinky. Um... They have a very good, nice draw. They do. Very nice indeed. Was Val over 10? Yeah, heavily. Um, Gutho, 1% owned. I personally wouldn't do it, but I have seen people's teams with him in it. They have a reasonable draw. I think it's not too bad. And then Edwards is at 5% owned, which was surprising to me. But like I said about Yo, he's probably going to have a bit more to do with no RP. So... Yeah, that surprised me that Edwards is more owned than Gutho. I mean, he's been a side that's won premierships two years in a row. He hasn't, yeah, he doesn't set the world his, on fire. As but his super coach numbers jumped off screen at you? No, nah, but his base is solid. If you're looking yeah. just for something, you Gutho's can Gutho's base is pretty solid. Yeah. But his ceiling, I think, is much higher. Oh, I, I dare say he's out average. Dylan Edwards, probably five out of the last six years. Yeah. If not more. 
All right, you got any more pods there, Bergs? No more pods, no. Questions? Oh, does. Uh, is there any questions on the live? I do have a thing from the um, Tragics are running a $10 comp. That's a fundraiser for the member of the Facebook group whose wife tragically passed away at a young age of 30. Condolences. Um, it's, yeah, that's a terrible, terrible thing. Um, the winner gets 100 bucks with the rest of the money going to Matt. Um, there's a page on Facebook. Uh, you go on the NRL Supercoach off the bench page. They have a page. So does Tragic. So does... The groups. Yeah, well, they all... But this is places you can find the thing. Um, you contact Rod Thompson, who runs all the, the Tragic's cash comps. Roderick. Roderick, yep. Um, but yeah, you'll be able to find him. And oh, There's a BSB and account number on all the posts. I won't read it out on the internet. Just cause, yeah. Because it's been posted on the internet. I won't read it out over the internet. Oh, Bergs. I love it. That's such an old man phrase. Good on you. Dangerous. Yeah. Uh, let me have a quick look at my list. I think we've actually smashed through pretty much everything. Shout out to uh, Teddy, to Gareth, um, Matty Perso, a few other people who had a chat with this afternoon. Thank you very much. Hopefully I've answered some of your questions. Because yeah. i put some rough ones to you. Um, yeah. yeah. The only other thing I was going to go through was uh, the fins. But I don't know if I'm going to do it just yet. Maybe we'll do it next week. No point doing it till TLT. We see what the Dolphins team is. Even then, nothing's Horrible. locked in stone. Yeah, see, I'm curious. I mean, because it's the new element in the competition, and I definitely want to talk about oh. it. But we'll talk about it in the coming weeks. If the players don't. Yep, smart move, Connor. Love it. Well, big shout outs uh, to Brad Smith for submitting the video and helping out, and just being a general all-round legend as usual. Love you, Brad. Next um, week we should have a segment with Teddy, shouldn't we? Oh yeah, baby. Uh yeah, well hopefully. Let's we'll see if we can get a hold of him. And yeah, thank you for listening. Stay coachy coaches. See you next week. Peace, peeps. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 